guys. Thanks for listening to Reborn Social. My name is Maggie Rose, and I am the co-founder and president of Reborn. And my name is Teddy Raymond, and I am the marketing director of Reborn. All right, Teddy. So we got a lot to talk about today. We do. There's a lot going on today. Yeah, we even have a special guest with us. We do, but that's for later. Yeah, we will save that for later. So uh, first off, any new hobbies during isolation? I feel like um, my new hobby is trying to get a new hobby. Uh, I have been like very, I don't want to, I've just been very, um, it's been hard. Let's just say that, you know, I think isolation is taking a toll on me finally, you know, after a month of being cooped up and it's just, it's been very hard to get like the motivation to do stuff. You know what I mean? I do. I actually, um, some of you may know if you tuned in last time, um, I briefly mentioned a new hobby of mine, which is going to sound like a large hobby, which it is turning into, which is designing and building and creating kitchen islands. A mistake in business. Yes, I actually am very overwhelmed. <laughs> like I am drowning in work right now. And it's like, it's totally weird because it so came out of left field. I made this island. All of a sudden, we actually just got our uh, second deposit for a, for an island. We have our fourth contract that we sent out. We have um, over 25 inquiries with actual estimates going out. So um, I literally am desperate for a garage because for those who also don't know, I actually live in a very small apartment. So I definitely can't run this business out of here. I'm also on the second dang floor. So I don't want to be carrying these up and down the stairs. You know, it just sounds like a, this, this hobby turned into a business real quick and it was not meant to do that, but here we are. Here we are. But you know what? In that, I am trying to find another hobby, which is peace. Um, so trying to find some sort of peace in all of this because, um, you know, I, it was like one side of the coin versus the other. I was either very bored and trying to keep myself busy or now I'm very busy and it's not even like I'm like super, super busy. I think it's just having that period of time where we didn't really have anything going on. Now having something going on, my brain is trying to process that there's actually things that need to get done during this time. And I think it's a very strange, it's a, it's a strange thing. Right. Know? No, I agree. Well, you know, I guess uh, good and bad news is that in Florida, they are talking about opening up the beaches again. I want to know what you think about that because I don't know if we have the same opinion. What are you, a news reporter? I am. Back (laughs) to (laughs) Channel 4. Here we go. So, uh, yeah, no, I love it. Let's go. Let's go to the beach. I saw $77 for a round trip flight. No, I'm just kidding. I don't really know. You know, I think that it's every governor's decision right now, you know, to kind of decide, uh, I mean, every state's decision, whether or not they're going to go, go back. And I think that I don't live in Florida, so I can't really say, um, yeah, let's do it or let's not. I do think that it's very important for things of nature to be available to people. For example, Um, there's a trail by my house. I was walking on it. It was keeping me sane. I am not walking on it. I am overwhelmed. Right. (laughs) Like, you know, and I am seeing a lot of people right now who 
are struggling and they're very upset. They're so, so upset um, at the governor for making that decision to close down all of the parks because for those who actually were following the rules, who were following social distancing, they now have one less thing that they can do to keep themselves not only motivated, have something to do during the day, but also it's very healthy for your mental health to get outside period. And during something like this, it's incredibly crucial for people to have an outlet um, surrounding their mental health, as we know. And uh, so to see that closed down has been something that has definitely increased a lot of people's anxiety and depression around me. So I can't even imagine what it would be like to live around a beach, especially in Florida. And uh, because, you know, today's a rainy day here in New Jersey. It's not pretty outside. Florida might be sunny and gorgeous. And there are beaches that um, could potentially be opened and they're closed. So I could only imagine what that did to people. So I'm sure people are happy and excited. Um, I actually heard, I don't know if this is true or not. So somebody needs to fact check this. But I heard that the beaches in Florida are open only during certain hours. There's a huge gap in the middle of the day. So like the day that you act, the, the time of the day that you actually would want to go to the beach is not available. Apparently See, you can I, go in the morning or night. Right. I think that's a good thing because I'm very much of the thought process that I think it's kind of stupid that they want to do that, open everything back up just because I saw this thing on Facebook actually. And it was like, you know, a mom meme where it said, I feel like we're in kindergarten and the two people that can't follow the rules are ruining, ruining recess for the rest of us. You know what I mean? So it's like, people are going to take advantage of it and it's going to, it's just going to come all back again. Like I was looking at stuff from, you know, how they had the influenza pandemic of 1918 and they lifted the protocols too early and it resulted in another humongous spike. So I feel like it's just history repeating itself. You know what I mean? It's just annoying because the longer people don't, follow the rules the longer we will be holed up in our houses it seems like they are trying to implement the rules did you guys see on on either online or wherever in the news what happened to tom brady in tampa right now yes he got kicked off the beach didn't he he got kicked out the park because he was working out Uh, by himself so if you can kick tom brady out i feel like you know i think they're holding (laughs) down the rules pretty well no I well thank god because I feel like the celebrities always get like that little pass but I'm glad they're like cracking down yeah and he's like brand new to the area and they're like get out of here that's so funny (laughs) uh all I'm saying is I want a summer you know I want to take the team on a boat I've been saying that for a while now oh my god her in this boat I can't (laughs) well actually uh regarding this whole quarantine have y'all gotten paid yet because I have not gotten paid yet wait you haven't gotten paid yet no I'm very Wait, bitter about it. Are you for real? Yeah, but apparently there's more going out this week. So I'm like, where is it? Where's my money? I am claimed Yikes. as independent, so I will not be Ooh. getting paid. Yikes. I'm glad to graduate college, so I was just late. See, I'm a college student, but I'm also 26, and I'm also not claimed as a dependent. So I'm like, hello. Yeah, you're in the sweet <laughs> spot. I'm not. Yeah, I'm like, please, <laughs> please throw it to me. But it's just annoying. So I got mine. And use that to catch up on bills, which for some reason I still have more bills. That's what I'm going to do too. (laughs) So yay. Um, But I actually also bought a TV. (laughs) No, I didn't buy it with my stimulus money. I actually bought it with (laughs) completely different savings. With my regular money. (laughs) But I know that the person who checked me out probably was like, this girl definitely is spending her stimulus money on this. I was not. 
Um, but I did see a lot of other people doing it. Like I saw Wednesday came and everybody was getting their stimulus checks. The banks had lines out the wazoo. People were going to Walmart. All these deals were on. I got this huge uh, 55 inch TV for 240 bucks. Guys. I'm really mad at these brands though, because it's like, yeah. I get these emails and it's like, oh yeah, you got your stimulus money. Here's 80% off. And I'm like, no, don't do that. I don't have self-control. I know. I know. It's these, you know, it's one of those things where it's so difficult because I understand they, they need business, you know, everybody needs business right now. So I can get it. But at the same time, guys, we got to save our money. We have to be able to pull out of this stronger than before. We don't want to come out of this in debt, having all these bills piled up. I'll never forget when this first happened. I called progressive and said, I can't afford my car insurance this month. They said, all right, we're going to give you an extension for next month. I said, what's the total then? They said, well, next month uh, with the extension, with your bill this month, and we are adding a conveniency fee. And I was oh like, uh, hold the phone. They said, it's going to be $350. And I said, all right, great. Thank you so much. I'm canceling my car insurance. I actually am selling my car. I don't need anything. You're because like, I'm walking everywhere like- now. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I'm going to get in the best shape of my life by walking everywhere. I'm also going to be more delayed than usual. Mm. <laughs> but, um, you know, the thing is that people, I think they hear extension and they're like, oh, good. All right. I get an extension. And that's what they focus on. What they don't realize is that it's going to be double the amount that they already owe. So if you can get ahead now, I definitely recommend it you know, especially for your own mental health, circling back to that. The last thing you want is to come out of this thing and look back and say, oh, wow, I am so in debt and I'm drowning. And we know that financial struggles is a huge, huge, huge stress factor and uh, something that contributes to suicidal thoughts. So we don't want that to happen. My recommendation to you guys, save your money while you can take all your bills, organize them in a priority and be able to really um, get ahead during this time. No, I agree. I agree. All right. Let's talk about something else. All right. So yeah. what have you guys seen on the outside for people using isolation tactics that don't involve, like some people don't have masks, some people don't have gloves. I've seen pictures online of this guy wearing noodles, like pool noodles on his head, going to BJ's I've seen that. to make sure they're all six feet apart. So I don't know if you guys have seen anything else in public, but I have been following this thread that has isolation masks or like just COVID masks and I jumped on the trend just as just a lighthearted thing because these are some tough times we're going through and I pretty much took a pot lid and then I had a hood and then I tied the pot lid and so it was like a visor that I had on I'm like disappointed I haven't seen anything ridiculous out in public I want to see it because some people out here are crazy I know I want to see it so bad okay here's the thing guys I haven't seen anything like that I don't know if that'll happen in Hunterdon County (laughs) but uh Here's what I do know. I've seen a lot of people doing some weird things. I uh, went into Walmart, okay? Going down the aisle. This woman sees me coming for her. Not really, I'm just coming <laughs> Attacking towards her, her right? <laughs> I'm coming towards her because I gotta go get something by her. So I'm, you know, considerate of other people. So I'm like, excuse me, ma'am, do you mind if I? She freaks out, does this little skip job, hop, like, jumping all over the place like she's a ballerina like doing some performance for me i'm looking at her like are you okay so i actually asked her i said are you okay (laughs) so this woman i'm like walking towards her she starts like freaking out she pushes her cart out of the way very dramatically does a little high-pitched scream 
and then literally hops back as if I was coming towards her. I was the Terminator in that moment. That was strange. That is strange. I don't mean to sound like a horrible person, but I kind of followed her around a little bit. It's it's just it's just funny. Yesterday I was walking my dog and like I'm a big old doggo who is a German shepherd. Um, and I was walking him and there was this lady like behind us on the trail because um, we live on the trail. So it's OK. But anyway, so we're walking on the trail and Zeus likes to sniff everything he can see ever. So we stop a lot. And this lady was like on the phone and she's like, I'm trying to walk around this dog. Hold on one second. And I was like. We're the only two people here. I think there is room. It's it, people are just like a little, a little on the crazy side. I like I get it because I don't want to be near people that I don't know. But it's also just like I'm not even near you. Please relax. Yeah, yeah. No, I had this one woman. It was hilarious. I wish I got it on recording. Like I wish I had a little camera, maybe in my glasses or something, to just really show what was going on because. I didn't notice what was happening at first. I walked up to grab some cheese in the supermarket and she was by the cheese. So she moved out of the way. That's a nice thing to do. You should do that anyways. So she moves out of the way. Well, I'm just kind of like now looking at my list, kind of creeping forward a little bit, not really intentionally, just like with my car, like, okay, where do I go next? She moves. So I move again and she moves again. So then I'm like, I'm okay, I'm going to go around. She moves. So every time like I moved a little bit, she moved a little bit, but she moved in the same direction. That's so so I started to notice that. So I thought, well, not to sound like a horrible person, but I was like, where's she going? So I waited till she moved and then I moved and then I waited till she moved again and then I moved again. And I realized what was going on. So I decided to kind of like cut her off as if I was driving around her like beep get off the way so I kind of like cut her off a little bit oh my gosh she like freaked out she turned that card around real quick went the opposite direction even when the sign said don't go that way that's where she went so I don't know those were my experiences I know other people are having a lot of uh fun at the grocery store with uh the pool noodle thing that you just mentioned but uh I haven't seen anything like that. In terms of what you guys are doing at home, how is your sleep schedule right now? Um, I mean, I have depression and anxiety anyway, so it's like always messed up. Um, but lately I've been finding it really hard to fall asleep at night. But then during the day, I'm like so tired just because, you know, you're not doing anything. You don't have that structure anymore. And so it's like I catch myself waking up from naps and being like oh crap I did it again and then at night not being able to sleep so it's been really difficult in that sense you know I think especially for people who have mental illness anyway it's just harder um you know we said before how a lot of this is um risk factors for mental illness and for suicidal ideation and whatnot and so it's just been very very difficult for me personally I don't know about you guys so here's the thing Teddy will tell you guys I probably I just will. don't sleep. There was this rumor oh, no. that I was a vampire among my interns at one point. And it was kind of like, I might be guys. I don't know. But uh, I, I don't sleep. You know, I, I, I get the amount of sleep I need to survive. And uh, it allows me to work more. So my interns, some of the interns that work with us used to say to me all the time, Maggie, I got your email at like three in the morning. Sorry for my delay. Well, I would say I'm not expecting you to respond at three in the morning, but I'm up working at three in the morning and I'm going to send you this to get it out of the way. 
Well, now I have all these interns who are emailing me at three in the morning and I respond and they're like, oh, she's awake. And I'm like, yeah, I'm awake. I'm doing that to you. Why are you awake? And so our conversations that start as business turn into why are you awake? Why are you awake? What are you doing right now? Why can't you sleep? I had one intern um, actually text me at uh, <laughs> three in the morning and I said, hey, are you okay? She was like, yeah, I, I can't go to sleep until like 5 a.m. now. Uh, I'm just getting a bunch of stuff done. I'll still be on the call at 11. I was like, are you okay? So, you know, I'm, we're seeing a lot of people with different sleeping habits. Um, my sleeping habits are literally the exact same. So they have not changed. I go to sleep at like 1, 2 in the morning. And then I wake up around like, you know, 9 o'clock and start my day. So that's, that's pretty normal for me, but I'm noticing, cause I do have uh, roommates. I'm noticing they're staying up a little bit later and their habits are changing. So, um, which is going to be interesting, you know, to see once we get back, how that changes for everybody else. <laughs> I think that maybe coffee shops will be busier than ever before. Cause oh, we'll yeah. be needing more coffee or tea, you know, um, I will be a zombie when I come back. Good, good. So, uh, <laughs> so that's where we are with sleep. Um, but I don't know. If you have a weird sleep habit, I'd love for you to share it. So maybe share it with us, you know, email us podcasting at reborn.social. Tell go. us about some weird story, you know, I'll be looking at know. those, but jumping into <laughs> what today's topic will be. And we're going to jump into segment two in just a second, but it's pretty much, you know, how are we, how are we dealing with isolation right now and how are we coping with our emotions at this current time? How are we staying sane? And from what I've heard that there's mixed reviews right now, and I've seen different articles and there's not necessarily one specific one that's pointing you to the right place that's giving you the 100 percent answer as to what is correct but there's mixed reviews whether or not people who are dealing with anxiety and depression staying inside is probably better than going out and like you know being like socializing with people and obviously all of us need to socialize you know to just to like speak to someone else is a good thing to have too but some people are dealing with staying at home better better than others um but some people are dealing with it a lot worse which i can definitely understand and i can definitely see that i was just surprised to see articles say that people are surviving at home a lot better than they would on the outside but it's to me it's 50 50 what have you guys seen that is that is surprising to me because i was doing some research yesterday for like our social media and whatnot and a lot of people said how you know there like there's a lot of risk factors for suicide and for mental illness in general because you're isolated and because of the economic fragility and all of that kind of stuff so I'm surprised to see that some people are like thriving. You know, for me personally, like I said earlier, it's really hard for me because I don't have like a structure right now. I don't have like a schedule to follow. And so for me, when I don't have set things to do, I'm kind of like, okay, now what? So I don't know. I think it depends on the person and what you're predisposed to and all of that anyway. I think that's a really interesting feedback, Teddy. Um, I actually know of three individuals, unfortunately, who have passed away from suicide already in this time. Oh, wow. Really? Yes. And one of them was actually a friend of mine's uncle. Mm. Um, so, and another one was a young person. So when it comes to young people, I'm seeing it in, you know, my own uh, circle as well. I have friends. I have a little sister who's also dealing with this in her own way. Right. Everybody's trying to do their own thing. I think that the difference is definitely generational. I think I that agree. that has a, has a key in this because I, I see a lot of um, older generations who, you know, their life 
uh, for the beginning portion of their life was maybe no technology. They were used to being at home and figuring out things to do. And um, so they're kind of keeping busy, which is great. And, and maybe they're having some fun at home and doing what they can. For the younger generations, we're seeing, you know, these are young people who have short attention spans, who are constantly on the move, constantly doing things and are engaged by social media. So constant change on social media, new posts, new videos, new songs, new music. Um, I am seeing a change in music, new music Friday on Spotify. I was not happy with it this week. It was a very depressing playlist. And I was like, listen, guys, I get it. I understand. I'm looking for some music to dance to, you know, but uh, everybody's got their own thing going on right now. And I think that we're seeing a difference with young people because we're not used to this. This is not our life. We're not used to being trapped. We're used to having freedom. We're not used to not having the most updated things all the time. We're not used to not being able to go places, not being able to um, hang out with our friends. So I think it's definitely impacting young people in a very different way. Even for myself. Oops, sorry. I was just going to say that I also think it has to do with, you know, there's a few, there's a couple of years difference between even you and me. And even there, there's a, I feel like a big generational gap because it's really the first large crisis these young people are going through. Like, I don't know if you remember vividly, but like, I remember when 9-11 happened and SARS and Ebola and like all of those different kinds of tragedies that really shook the world and really changed how we lived and stuff. And these kids haven't gone through something like that yet. And I feel like they just don't know how to handle it. Like, I feel kind of cynical, like my generation and like the older generations are just kind of like, well, this is something that just happens sometimes. But the young kids are just like, this is it, you know, this is like the end of the world. And I get that because it does feel like that sometimes. But it's also just their first really large worldwide crisis all right okay guys so um we are so excited to tell you about this next component of our podcast so to help us talk more about trying to keep our spirits up during the time of covid uh coming up next we will be joined by lauren case um she is a diversified content writer aspiring author and an outspoken advocate for mental health. She's a trauma survivor, eating disorder survivor, and two-time suicide attempt survivor. Now healthy and living in the light, she proudly dedicates her time to spreading love, hope, education, and awareness to as many people as she can. I will tell you from my own personal experience as well, I absolutely adore Lauren. I love her. She's amazing. Just being around her um, just makes you a little bit happier. So I'm so excited that we can have her on today. So guys, here is Lauren. And now joining us is Lauren Case. We gave a little bit of an intro as to who you are before, but why don't you introduce yourself just so that our listeners get to know you a little bit more? Hi, thank you, Maggie, for the introduction, and thanks to Teddy and everyone um, at Reborn for having me on the show today. Um, yeah, so a little bit about me. I am a, um, I am a wife and a mother. Um, I have three children. I am a big advocate for mental health awareness and, and try to dedicate a lot of my time to that. 
I am a professional organizer in, um, that's my career. I have a business. Um, I'm also a writer and a productivity consultant. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of a little background about me and what I do. All right, let's jump to the good stuff. What is it like being a wife? <laughs> well, um, it's basically like being a mother of a grown man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. I love that. uh, No, it's, um, it's great. Um, I love my husband is wonderful. He's incredibly supportive. Um, we have a really great relationship. Um, communication is key. So whoever you marry, just make sure that you love talking to them. And, um, if you know, because if you can't do that, it's, uh, it's going to be a long, especially in times like this, you really need to be able to have to talk about so yeah very fortunate to have him it's great i love that advice so let me ask you this lauren um what's it like being quarantined and isolated together Uh, well so even harder than being quarantined as a wife is being quarantined as a mother (laughs) um i do have three small children my daughter is six my middle son is three and a half and my youngest son is um just over a year So that is probably the most challenging, um, trying to maintain my levels of sanity and purpose in this time is incredibly challenging because I can't escape from my three kids or my husband. So really very difficult to find that balancing. Um, But as much as it's stressful and completely uncharted territory, I will say um, that there are some I never really understood the term to stop and smell the roses, but having them, you know, be forced into your face and to smell them is really a gift that um, I'm trying to identify in this time and and I'm really enjoying it. So I think, I think it's nice because they're so young, you get that chance right now to like build a really good relationship with them and everything and really find out who they are as like little people, you know, I think that's kind of nice. It's so true because they, um, as a mom, I forget that they do have their own personalities. You know, they're not just little robots that I want them to do when I want them to do it. Um, And they they do, they have these big, big personalities and they have really big feelings. And it's um, it's easy to forget that. Um, And so this is definitely a really um, stark reminder of that. So 100%. So here's the golden question right now. Is isolation good or bad for those who are struggling with mental health? You know, because you also have a very different perspective of this because you have your own story. You have uh, not only your own story, but the story of those around you with which for you right now in isolation is your family, is your kids, is your husband. And um, so it's a little bit different than me, for example, who is not married, who does not have kids, who is isolated at home with, you know, roommates. So for, for you and your experience and in your opinion, do you think that isolation is a good thing or a bad thing? Or maybe there's really no answer to that. What do you think? It's a great question, Maggie. Um, so this is something that I think there's both amazing positives and I also think that there's some big negatives. Um, but I'm going to answer this and I'm going to tend to lean more that I think this is a good thing. And, um, and the reason is that we are in a completely unprecedented 
economy right now. I mean, this or just entirely new new world that we're living in. Um, and it's not by choice, right? So we are kind of being mandated to, to isolate and to stay home. And I think that um, because of that, I think that young people, I think old people, um, but more specifically, I think kind of the younger generation, it's going to force them to really look inward in ways that they haven't had to do before. And I know you were kind of talking about what the generation, how the generations are a little bit different. Um, and I think that just the way that we've evolved as a, you know, the technology and all the different platforms that we communicate on, this is really, um, it's going to cause them to kind of hold up a mirror to themselves and they're going to discover things that are uncomfortable. They're going to be in situations. They're going to have these big feelings. They're going to have these uncertainties. They're going to be outside of their comfort zone. And so one of two things can happen is we can either help them to learn to step outside of that comfort zone and to really thrive in that terrifying space or the, that negative side is, you know, everything will collapse in around them. But I think when we kind of focus on what can happen outside of that comfort zone, which is, you know, the comfort zone is a place where we're anxiety neutral, right? So it's, it's safe, we're, we're comfortable, but when we step outside, we experience feelings of fear and failure and lessons. Um, but also in that space, we develop new admiration for ourselves. Um, we expand and that's where we grow. And so I think that this forced isolation can really um, kind of almost force them to step outside of what they know and really become somebody new. Yeah, no, I, I think that that is so important to keep in mind. We're seeing so many things on the news that's talking about this in a negative light, which it is negative. You know, it's a bad thing that's happening. But um, something that I've been talking about, especially with our team, is that right now, the time that we do have, um, these can become your defining moments. And it's important to see them as that right now. You can definitely get up every day whenever you want, you know, live your life how you want right now. Everything you want to do. You can go to the grocery store, get the worst food for you, you know, binge watch your favorite shows, finish all the shows possible on Netflix, you know, and, and wake up at two in the afternoon, not even know what day it is. Who knows how much money I have in my account that you can live that way. Or you can take this time to really try and focus on yourself and your life and what makes you happy and channeling that because we are seeing things that are making us not happy. What's the opposite of that? What keeps you up at night? What makes you passionate? What makes you want to fight for something? So I think that right now there is some sort of a positive to this and we have to try and go there. Maybe not right away, but we have to try and get to that point eventually because otherwise we're going to come out of this just like we talked earlier when we were talking about those stimulus checks. I mentioned a, a recommendation, which is trying to get ahead during this time, trying to make sure that you're not letting your bills just pile up because then you're going to go back and you're drowning. You know, taking this time to really uh, – take time that you have now to try and focus on reflecting internally and externally in your life. I think it's so important to, to be able to see that. So yeah, I, I think that there's definitely a positive in this. And I love the way that you're looking at this and that, that perspective that you have, that this could be a good thing for people. Right. I, I agree. I just want to like emphasize a point that you made Maggie very briefly is just it's okay if you can't do that right now. 
You know what I mean? Like, I know for me, it's been really, really hard to get that motivation up and to actually just even do anything. And so if it takes you a little bit, like, I know a lot of people are like, if you don't come out of this with a second job, what are you doing? But it's like, that's not how the world works. And you might have another chance like this to get that rest that you may need and that you may not have been getting. So it's like, I feel like it's a healthy middle, you know, a healthy give and take of both sides. But I did want to slightly backtrack for Lauren. So what have you been doing yourself and with your family to keep yourselves busy? Yes. So um, I am homeschooling. My youngest is in, or my oldest is in kindergarten. So um, I've been homeschooling her a little bit. Uh, my husband's a teacher. So fortunately he is home as well to kind of, um, kind of take turns in balancing the parenting and the house stuff. Um, but aside from that's like what, you know, the, the majority of our day we've been we've been watching a lot of movies we've been playing outside we've been really trying to live in the moment I am a person who thinks a lot about what's to come a lot of anxiety around the unknown and so I've been really working hard at unleashing everything in my toolkit to say okay I'm going to focus on right now as much as I can live in the moment um and that's kind of what we've been doing as a family. Um, me individually, I have taken on a new hobby, um, not as exciting as Maggie's, which um, is super cool, by the way. Um, but I have been teaching myself about the stock market and um, learning how to day trade and swing trade. And um, it is completely fascinating. And um, I think more than anything, it's I've been reading some of these books and it's really just stimulating my brain. Um, and I love it. So, so that's what I've been doing at night. Um, sometimes I also binge watch, but it's really, not <laughs> don't <exciting>. we all? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes. So I figure if I could, um, you know, just get through it with a little bit of, uh, you know, anything will be okay. So. No, I like that. I like that. So, you know, that actually brings me around to, to something you're going to be making those dollar signs, right? Dollar <laughs> sign, dollar sign, dollar yeah, sign. Yeah, she's so investing after this. <laughs> she is. So something that we actually didn't mention yet is how Lauren and I first met. And uh, dollar signs are a big part of that. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> All right. So here we go. So um we unfortunately had somebody uh, pass away from suicide in the community. And so as an organization, we decided to uh, let the community know that we were here for them and let the community know that no matter what, we were going to try our best to bring services to the community that could help young people. Because for us, we're, you know, suicide prevention. So we want to be proactive, not reactive. And during this time, we ended up uh, creating an online group because out of nowhere, we had over 8,000 people contact us in one day. And we said, okay, anybody who wants to, you know, be a part of this, keep track of what we're doing, you know, see how we can help the community contribute to that, go into this group. So we created a group on Facebook. We had over 450 people go into that group in the same day. And it was just wild. We had so many people in the office answering phones, answering emails, and we were encouraging people to share stories and to um, share parts of themselves and their lives in this group, but also to get to know who we were and what we were trying to do. And uh, in that, 
it actually, uh, as the night continued, myself as well as two others, including Teddy, were um, up online typing away, trying to answer people. We had amazing people in the group who were entering. One of them was Lauren. Well, Lauren ended up sharing a story of hers on Facebook, which was incredibly moving, actually brought me to tears. Um, she was sharing a part of her story. And uh, as a matter of fact, Teddy, me, and the other person who was helping us with this, we had a group chat and I said, oh my gosh, this girl's story is amazing. And we all were basically crying together <laughs> because the story was so moving. All of a sudden, this random woman decides to comment and is like, take this down, take it down right now, take this down, this is not true. And I'm like looking at this like, is this a relative of this, this woman? Because how would she know that her story is not true? It's her story. So I'm like, all right, and I'm an admin of this group. Well, finally, the woman is now contacting us on our Facebook page in like several different areas in several different groups. An admin needs to contact me ASAP. So I contact her and I'm like, hey, <laughs> you know, I see you've commented on this. I see that something has upset you. Uh, you know, I am an ad admin. I'm contacting you. And she says to me, well, you better prepare yourself because I'm going to sue you. And I'm like, oh. Uh, for what? So she's like, well, you have been using somebody else's name and it happened to be related to the recent passing. So I figured, all right, she's just very sensitive. She's going through something. She's connected to this person. So I let her know. I actually even had the other two people, Teddy and this other girl who's working with us, um, specifically on the group. Uh, we were like looking through the group to make sure that there was nothing of the sort that was, that was named in, in this group. So we confirmed, we fact-checked. Uh, that was not true. I got back to her and she ended up telling me that um, she used to be an accountant. And so she knew, she was like, I know you're after the dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar signs. And I was like, whoa, we actually aren't making any dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar signs out of this. So I, I don't know what's going on, but if there's anything that I can do to help you, that'd be great. Well, uh, it actually ended up happening to Lauren. So she went from me to Lauren and she told Lauren that uh, she was a lawyer. So her, her uh, profession was just changing um, as the night was going on. And her words were as well. They were becoming more and more misspelled as the evening was continuing. So next thing I know, Lauren messages me and she's like, hey, I just want to let you know. Um, I'm getting these messages. She says she's going to sue me. <laughs> um, should I be worried? And I'm like, no, I, you know, sh there's no reason for her to sue anybody. She was really throwing out that. Well, guess what, guys? She was also telling Lauren that Lauren was after the dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign. Next thing I know, Lauren's messaging me and she's like, hey, I'm actually a writer. And I had a friend who told me about the fact that you guys were looking for a writer. And uh, the rest is history, guys. She came into the office. And when I tell you, I felt like I was looking in a mirror that was a couple years older than me. I was like, whoa, what's going on? Like we, Teddy was in the room. She can tell you it was creepy. We had so much in common. I was like, this is, this is crazy. I just felt super connected. I felt like we knew each other in a past life um, in heaven.
And uh, <laughs> like, you know, I just, I felt like we were super, super connected. I was like, this person has to work with us in any way, shape or form, even if that was just like once every year, like this person has to work with us. So we were so excited and Lauren actually writes our blog. And uh, before I kind of talk about that and go into, you know, your blog post and have you tell us about that, um, I would just love to hear your side of the story because I was sitting down trying to combat this woman threatening us while she was threatening you. And that led to what is now our relationship that's continuing to grow. Yes, it was definitely a interesting, um, but the way you described it is exactly how it happened. Um, I felt, you know, I felt awful because I, I thought I had, well, I, I did, I had upset this person. Um, but I think at the end of the day, we both kind of learned that this person, individual was struggling. Um, I think she was struggling with her own things. And I think that she was also struggling with some demons of grief and, um, you know, it was a place for her to unleash and she did. And, um, but, you know, I think in, in that moment of, you know, chaos, um, this relationship between you and me and me and reborn and, and this wonderful team, um, you know, was, was founded. So, um, I'm grateful because if she didn't do that, I don't know that I would have ever, um, known to reach out to you or, or done that. So I feel like there was definitely a, higher power looking out and, uh, you know, aligning things. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of my, my take on it. Yeah. It was quite interesting. Every time I see dollar signs, I now get flashbacks. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so, you know, that kind of leads me to my next thing, which is why, you know, for us, we really wanted to have you on this podcast today because one, you're an amazing writer. And for those of you who do not know, or, or, or are not familiar with Lauren's writing, she actually writes our blog now. So you can actually go to reborn.social, go to our blog, and you will see Repurpose, which is the blog. Um, it is incredible. You will hear stories in that. You will see words of motivation and inspiration, education, all of these wonderful different aspects of uh, pieces that Lauren is writing for us. And one of the uh, pieces that she's actually written for this week was really answering the if I do this, it will make me happy. And I think that we go through that. And I think that right now, even myself, especially in the beginning of this, I caught myself saying, okay, well, I'll take this time to work out. I'll lose weight because if I lose weight, I'll be happy. Okay. I'll take this time to focus on this. Cause if I take this time to focus on this, I'll be happy. I'll take some time to focus on myself. Cause when I do that, I'll be happy. And I think that there's this huge issue. We hit a wall when we do that, which is like, wow, this didn't make me happy. And then boom, we're in a depression because we're like, well, if this can't make me happy and this is what I've been focusing on, then what will make me happy? We see it with students who go through school. They're trying to go towards one area of study and they get to the end and they're like, oh my God, this doesn't make me happy. They reach their goals. They lose the weight. They hit the top of the mountaintop. doesn't make them happy. So I would love for you to kind of talk about what you're writing about and, you know, the story that you included in that. And again, for anybody who hasn't uh, read any of our blogs yet, please go to it because Lauren really is an incredible writer. There's more that comes out every Wednesday um, and it's something to look forward to every week. And you'll see a video if you follow us on Instagram at reborn.social. Um, you'll be able to follow us and see some videos that come out every week from Lauren herself. So you'll get to know her a little bit by following us and just being up to date as to when these are, are launching and when the blogs are coming out and what they're about. 
Um, but Lauren, I'm, I'm going to pass it over to you to kind of talk about, you know, your, your blog title for this week and the entire subject. Great. Excuse me. Um, thank you, Maggie, for that. Um, so yeah. And before I go into the blog, um, I wanted to real quick, just touch on happiness and this idea of contentment. And, and um, I think a lot of people either confuse the two or, you know, think that um, they, if they're content, it's kind of a negative thing, or I'm content in my life, it means I don't want more. Um, and happiness is often caused or created and determined by some external factors. So when we say things like, I'll be happy when, which is the title um, of the blog, we're basically saying, I'll be happy when all of these things happen to me. Um, whereas contentment really doesn't rely on circumstances. It depends on our own thoughts and the satisfaction around what we're currently, what, you know, what we have in that exact moment. And so um, I call it the be happy when syndrome. And that is exactly as you described it. I'll be happy when I lose 10 pounds. I'll be happy when for me it was I'll be happy when I'm a paid writer um, and I have been writing since well um, since my my first suicide attempt I was uh, 12 years old and writing was my outlet so I would be in class math class any class didn't care hated school and I just wrote I wrote song lyrics I wrote poems I wrote everything I have hundreds and thousands of pages of things I wrote. And I used to um, think that my writing was a negative. I used to think that, you know, the only place I could really contain all these things in my head was on paper. Um, it took me a really long time to figure out that writing wasn't a negative thing. It was, um, it was actually my gift. And so um, I've been able to kind of change the way I view that. But a couple years ago, I decided I wanted to become a writer um not just to release but to you know write a book or um write articles and i had um it started doing some things and it wasn't until this year that i was actually paid to write i received a check for an article i wrote and it you know you would think that i was would have been jumping for joy i had been praying about it i had been you know working towards it and that's not how it, that's not how it went. And a friend of mine said, you know, what are you doing to celebrate? And I was like, well, like, I'm, I'm not, it was just a little article and, and it hit me. Um, what I had said, I'll be happy when I achieve meant absolutely nothing. Um, because it, I was waiting for that experience. I was waiting for that external factor to fill my tank and my tank had just been leaking, right? Just like an empty gas tank. Um, so over the years, um, I had developed some different tools and tricks and things like that. And um, I am not a psychologist. I do not have a PhD, um, but I, I, I studied psychology in my undergrad. I studied industrial and organizational psychology in my graduate um, years and I've been doing productivity for a while. And so one of the things that I do when I experience this trap of the be happy when syndrome is I look at, I kind of try to break it down. Um, my favorite quote of all time, I have a lot of them, so I say that a lot, but um, one of them is there's only one way to eat an elephant and it's one bite at a time. And so when I break it down, it makes everything a whole lot more manageable. And so 
what I recommend for people when they are kind of falling into that trap of I'll be happy when is to kind of rephrase their thoughts and break down what that looks like in six hour or 12 hour increments. And, you know, kind of what that means is, um, you know, for example, or I'll be happy when I lose weight. Okay, well, let's break it down. Can you, you know, for me, that number for me is like 30 to 40 pounds. I will be, I will be super satisfied and happy when I lose 30, 40 pounds. So the, the exercise is break it down into 12 hours. Am I gonna lose 30 or 40 pounds in 12 hours? Not without some major surgery. Okay, so that doesn't work. It doesn't, it can't go on the list. So what's the, what's the next thing I can do right now in the next 12 hours to achieve my goal? I can make a nourishing meal. Great, I can cook a meal and that I can do in the next 12 hours. Is it going to get me to my goal? Nope, but it's gonna make me feel like I'm working towards my goal. So I'm, I'm gonna put that on the list. And all of a sudden I put down what is attainable and what is not attainable. And often there's like one or two things and I'm like, well, I can't achieve what I want or what I believe will make me happy in the next six or 12 hours. And that's when I kind of have this level and I call it like this awareness. You know, we hear people say things like, oh, we need to be more aware. We just need to be more positive. And I, and I call BS on that because half the time people don't even know how to be aware even when they're in the middle of a self-discovering moment. But that's why I like this, this list, this method, because it's like a forced, like you are kind of like we're forced now to be in isolation. We're forcing a mirror in front of us. You cannot lose 40 pounds in the next 12 hours. So what can you do? Um, and all of a sudden the, that list starts to change and it's like, all right, I, all right, I don't really, I, I'm upset about that. I'll get there. I just, I really just want a really good meal, maybe a shower. I don't know, I'll go for a walk. And all of a sudden, we kind of come back to the here and now because I think the be happy when is directly tied to anxiety about what we don't have or what we think will be when we have it in the future and an aspect of depression because we're thinking about what we once had in the past. And so it's kind of just like shoving everything out of our way and looking at, it's an exercise to just force what is directly in front of us and look at what will make me happy right now. And a lot of times it's the most simple, basic things, you know, like I said, a nourishing meal, maybe a walk with a friend, um, maybe a, a chat with a friend or a book or anything like that. And, and all of a sudden we're able to kind of clear what's off of our plate and just recenter, refocus and say to ourselves, you know what, it's okay not to be okay, but it's not okay to give up and so I'm not giving up I'm just recentering and refocusing and now you've got an entire set of tools that you can use just in that little exercise of trying to break it down into a manageable bite I feel like I'm saying this a lot but I really like that actually <laughs> that is actually a really easy and convenient way to break it down because I'm definitely one of those people that just gets so overwhelmed because I'm the same way where I'm like I'll be happy if I do this and then it seems so distant and so large. And then I get discouraged that I haven't done it. You know what I mean? So I think that's a really good little way of putting it. Now, we kind of touched on this before about how, you know, being outside is something that has really helped people. Um, my question is, do you guys, Maggie included, 
think that we have taken being outdoors for granted. Yes, 100%. Absolutely. I think being outside um, is the most beneficial thing we could possibly have. And I'm one of those people that with my kids, you know, they're playing outside. I'd rather be inside cleaning the house because I feel like my, when my house is clean, I'm more functioning. Um, I function better. And all of a sudden, now that like, I'm being told I can't go to the park, um, I just want to go to the park and and live in the moment and breathing that fresh air. Um, I personally have 100% taken for granted the beautiful sunny days and kind of going back to what I said before, being forced to live in that moment and smell the roses. Like, hey, you know what? even though I know it's probably going to freak me out, I'm going to let my house and all the laundry just pile up for a second. I'm going to go outside and breathe that fresh air and enjoy that sunshine. Um, because I, I really did it. It's, I just assumed it was always going to be there. I mean, it, it still is, but you know, not right. as, not as free. No, I feel like that's how a lot of people are feeling. Like for me, my saving grace is being able to walk my dog. Like that is my time outside really of the day, you know, during the weekends, I'm, I live at home with my parents still and I help them with like gardening and stuff that we're doing, but it's just so odd. Like I found myself texting one of my friends last night and being like, wow, imagine being able to like sit in a coffee shop. Like, it's so funny how that has changed into something that it seems so out of reach and something that was so mundane that we never really appreciated before, you know? Yeah. I agree with you guys. I, I, before I do talk about like the outdoors again, I do just kind of want to give one response to what Lauren um, said, was talking about earlier The, you know, I'll be happy when that also is something that is very common with a lot of entrepreneurs. I uh, myself, when Reborn was first growing, for those of you who don't know my full story, um, I lost a friend of mine to suicide. He was, uh, it was actually two weeks after his 19th birthday. So he was just 19 and, um, shattered my heart, changed my life forever, led me to eventually create Reborn. When Reborn began, you know, we were like this tiny little thing, um, tiny little molecule compared to all of these other growing organizations out there in the world. And I kept saying, uh, will be impactful when, will be big when, we will be successful when. And it started off as we'll be a legitimate nonprofit when we have an office. Then we got an office and we were like, wow, we still need a lot of funds, guys. (laughs) We really need help. Um, We will be successful when we start growing in different areas. And we started growing in different areas. But success looked different when we first started versus now. Like now we look at it and it's like, we will be successful when our programs are in the schools. We will be successful when our programs are in the community. We will be successful when we collect the data that we need to showcase the fact that our programs are actually helping others and saving lives. So that I'll be happy when we also have this funk for those who are at home right now and are entrepreneurs, whether you know it or not. Um, which we see a lot of entrepreneurs who are just secret entrepreneurs. They don't know how to hone in on that yet. And they're at home struggling, trying to find things to do and and keep themselves busy and focused and goal-oriented and trying to go after uh, different things that may be attainable, may not be attainable. Uh, You know, right now, we can't say we'll be successful when, 
because we don't know when we're even going back. And I think that that is a huge, huge thing that is very scary for a lot of people. We're in New Jersey uh, and, you know, we're right next to New York. So we're a little bit different right now than a lot of other states that are beginning to open up their states and are beginning to go back and have plans to do that in May. We are probably not going to uh, be back until at least the very end of May um, or June. So it's a little bit different for us right now. Um, but I think that everything that you said, Lauren, is so important for people to uh, keep in mind during this time because that I'll be happy when we can't say that right now. You know, we have to set goals that are actually attainable. And I love what you were saying about that 12 hour um, increment, um, you know, and, and keeping that in mind. And I think that's the same thing with the outdoors. We're seeing people who are saying, well, I'll be happy when I can go outside again. I'll be happy when I can go on a walk again. And so this time is teaching us to kind of reinvent how we discover happiness, um, which is such an important realization for people to have right now. And if you're not there yet, it's okay. Take your time. But, you know, you have to get there. Um, and we're here to support you and try to give you as much hope during this time as we can. Um, this is a time to really rediscover your happiness. Yeah, and um, all great points. And one of the things that, um, you know, two, two things real quick. Um, there's something called divine discontent. And it's basically, oftentimes, like I was saying before, we hear people say, oh, just be, just be happy with what you have and, you know, be grateful. And, and that just makes us feel worse because it's like, well, now I'm not grateful for what I have. And now I feel worse. And that, that exact same concept can be applied to, I'll be happy when I'm successful. And so, you know, if you look at these two parallels, divine discontent is, is that we are aware of what we have in our lives. I'm aware of the good that I have, but I still want more. I am aware of how thankful I am, but I still want more. That doesn't mean I'm not thankful. It just means I'm going to continue to work hard. And I think we tend to put success as an end point, but success is not a destination. It is the entire journey. I mean, if you, I, I haven't done it in a while, I should do it. If you Google or look at the definition of success, um, it doesn't say a destination. It says the aim or direction um, of a purpose. Or um, And so I think anytime we're moving in the direction of our goal or of, a, of an idea, we are, we are experiencing success. Um, and I think we tend to forget that. And it does. It, it creates an entire um, negative, you know, kind of backlash of what we'll experience and we'll feel worse about ourselves because of it. So it is definitely something um, to work towards. Something that I have always loved, it's something that I've always strived for, is really understanding that feeling of being content. Um, I actually had that feeling myself when I was, believe it or not, creating my first island, um, kitchen island, not an actual physical island, um, <laughs> was being able to sit outside. It was gorgeous. It was like 75 degrees. Um, I was with the person I love and we were... Uh, creating this island together. And I was just thinking, wow, if I had literally nothing else, no money, nothing else going for me right now, <laughs> which is like hard to say if you guys knew who I was. Um, that sounds really weird, knew who I was. But anyways, um, you know, I just kind of had this feeling of like, wow, like I am genuinely happy. Um, there's actually uh, this uh, wonderful, wonderful verse, um, Philippians 4, 11 to 13. And I love it so much. It's something that I have kept with me for years. And it's something that I would love to be able to say word for word and actually know that myself can follow this. Um, but it says, 
I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any way in every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. So a lot of people know that end part. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. But something that I love to focus in on this here is the part where it says, I have learned the secret of being content. Because being content is like this secret. How does one be content? How do we get there? How do we know that we're content? And I think that what we were talking about today are just some ways that can help you guys, you know, reach those stepping stones, stepping stones to become a little bit more understanding of what it is to be content in your own life. And I, I would love for Lauren, for you to kind of share some things that can help people right now um, as they're going through the situation with the coronavirus, being on lockdown, now some people going back to work, um, just dealing with the changes and transitions and also trying to learn how to be content with everything going on. Absolutely. Uh, Maggie, I love, love that verse. It's one of my, one of my favorite verses and I often refer to it. So thank you for sharing that. Um, and to kind of piggyback off of that, I think the question that we can often ask ourselves is, um, and not even a question as much as a statement, but understanding when good enough is, is just enough. It's, it's completely enough. Um, and some of the ways that we, that, you know, I mean, I kind of told you about before with the blog and, and the exercises, but the things you can do right now that don't require anything other than, than you, just where you are in that moment is to kind of slow down. Um, you know, if you're not sure if you're slowing down, focus on your breathing. You don't need to know how to meditate or do yoga. Just slow down, count your breaths. Um, use the tools and resources that you do have. Use the network of people, your support, your therapists, your parents, your friends, whoever they may be. Um, get a little bit of exercise, whatever that looks like. Don't need to be an Olympic weightlifter. Don't need to be a runner. You can just go walk. Um, and, and I think most importantly, going back to the basics of service and serving others. Um, and that looks a lot like you can write letters to your, you know, kind of really take it back, get rid of technology, sign off of social media, write letters to your friends and loved ones, Go knock on your neighbor's door and ask if they, they need anything from the grocery store, you know, six feet away. Um, and I think really remembering that when we lift others up, it provides the wind that we need for our own sails. And um, when we do that, I, I, it, it really allows us to, to do exactly what we need to do to slow down and to say, I am enough and what I'm doing is enough. Lauren, I never want this interview to end. I feel like you have so much little like little nuggets of wisdom that are very fun and very uplifting. So I'm like A plus for today. No one's ever graded, but you get an A plus. <laughs> Thank you, Teddy. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're very that. welcome. <laughs> yeah. So um, ditto on what Teddy just said. No, uh, really big thank you to Lauren for joining us today. We will be sure to add her blogs in the description of this episode if you want to check those out. Now, coming up next, we're going to be going through our cool down, you know, bringing it from a run, jog to a walk. I don't know. We're cooling down together. So um, we're going to recap everything that we mentioned in this episode thus far and, uh, you know, give our thoughts. Um, so stay tuned. Stay so 
awesome guys so we are cooling down together um so teddy what what did you think of that conversation honestly i feel like that we had a riveting conversation today i do think that lauren has a lot of good little nuggets of info like i said and the way she just talks in general is very uplifting i'm like suddenly she's also my mom um she's just adopting all of us now i really did like though her little breaking things into increments as well um because like i said i'm very much that person where i'm like if i can't do it right now and get it done right now i'm gonna lose my mind so i think having that like breakdown of things that i want to achieve is really important and i never really thought of it like that before yeah i agree i think that that is so key you know like if you can get something done in 12 hours boom attainable achievable let's do it if you can't, let's talk about that. You know, let's yeah. figure out what that goal is and where it's really coming from. Right, like um, taking actual steps to the goal. Yeah, agreed. Lauren is amazing. Mm-hmm. She's phenomenal. Love her. I, I don't, there's like no stronger word for love. So there I know, go. we're both just sitting here like, <laughs> wow, what a great convo. Like, how great really? was that? Seriously, so, like. I wish I could shrink Lauren and like put her like not really in my pocket. I don't want to suffocate her, but like, you know, put her somewhere where I could just kind of like on her shoulder. Keep her. Yeah. Over here all the time, you know, because little words of wisdom from Lauren. I love it. Exactly. Love it. No funny conversation. She's I just pronounced that really weird. I pronounced it like I was from Staten Island conversation. No, she, uh, she's great. I love her so much and, uh, she's hilarious as well. So love laughing. Just to jump in real quick and then we'll move on to everything else we need to talk about. The part I love the most is just that, you know, when we put this out, when it does come out, I think this is going to be a great thing for people to hear right now, because I don't know, we, we aren't aware really of what the podcasting world is like right now. Cause a lot of people aren't doing their normal everyday routines, but I think, you could definitely see some people trying to keep busy and finding something to do. And that could be podcasting. So if someone's able to listen to this, they could take a lot out of it for sure. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Now the the real question is what is going on at reborn Maggie? What do we got going on? Wow. <laughs> uh, well, uh, first off, we're changing the game a bit guys. So some of you might be familiar with us. Uh, some of you might not, I don't know, but um, when it comes to some of the things that we've been offering, we had a, a weekly Q&A with professionals. And you know what? That is so similar to our coffee table events. So we're actually bringing those back. We're doing the coffee table events on Wednesdays, uh, just like they were before. Before they were every other Wednesday, they'll be every Wednesday um, for us right now. Virtually, they'll be on our Facebook page. Um, and that is very similarly a Q&A with professionals. We have life coaches. We have uh, organization leaders. Uh, leaders in the community and so much more. So we are uh, bringing those back. So those will be Wednesday. So stay tuned. We're also going to be posting some really thought provoking questions every week, just to kind of get your minds going and really get your feedback on some, some serious topics. Um, We want to get you guys involved. Yeah. We always want to get you guys involved. So um, definitely doing that. We also are going to be launching a, um, our certifications online very soon. So our virtual certifications, and we will also be launching a fundraiser very soon to help us raise money to give certifications for free to other young people who need it right now or want it right now. Um, so stay tuned for that information. Lastly, we also have just an amazing blog. As you heard from Lauren today, who is also amazing. We have just some amazing blog posts that are coming out, especially one this week. 
Um, she touched on it earlier, you know, I'll be happy when. So stay tuned for that. You can go to reborn.social and go to the blog through the website. Um, we will also be posting about it on our social media pages, which is Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, Facebook is reborn, Instagram, reborn.social, Twitter, reborn underscore social. So make sure to stay tuned there. But we have a lot going on. You know, we're, we're trying to, to be here for you guys as best as we can. So if you guys have suggestions, please email us at uh, info at reborn.social for suggestions when it comes to what we can do right now to help you in the community. That does, we have a lot going on. I'm like, even hearing that made me feel a little overwhelmed. Jesus. But <laughs> <laughs> to kind of wrap things up a little more neatly, we have discussed having little quotes of the week. And for me today, I feel like mine is just something that I say in general all of the time, just better phrased. So basically, it says, you don't have to be positive all of the time. It is perfectly okay to be sad, angry, annoyed, frustrated, scared, and anxious. Having feelings doesn't make you a negative person. It just makes you human. And again, I feel like I say that all the time, but that's way more eloquent than my nonsense. By the way, I wanted to add in that quote, I was, I was literally supposed to put who really said that, and it's not there. So I apologize to the person who really said it. It was me. But you know, now it's it was yours. Me. You own it now. You owned it. It so was there me. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, I'm going to be ending with a quote here from a person I cannot pronounce their name. Um, <laughs> the quote is, I cannot stand the words, get over it. All of us are under such pressure to put our problems in the past tense. Slow down. Don't allow others to hurry your healing. It's a process, one that may take years, occasionally, even a lifetime. That is okay. It seems as if the name is Bo Taplin. So that's what we're going with. That's what it is. There you go. Amazing. I love being able to pronounce things. Leo. So just to conclude, you know, if you're struggling, talk to someone. If you can't bring yourself to open up to others, there's always help available. And usually, you know, one phone call or one text. Away. So if you are having any suicidal thoughts and don't have a place to turn, there's always a suicide prevention hotline, which is 1-800-273-8255. Um, if you know someone who is struggling, don't ignore it. You know, have that conversation. Instead, guide them to in the right direction and lead them on a path to a long, happy life. And also, for those who are tech savvy, you can text HOME to 741741 and actually talk to a professional right away via text message. So, And it is free. So um, definitely use that if you need it. Um, you know, be sure to also send any questions to us to podcasting at reborn.social. Or like I mentioned earlier, if you have suggestions for some of our services and different ways that we can help you right now in the community, please email us at info at reborn.social. Please send um, questions. We want Teddy and Maggie to read them on the show. It'll add some more content to it. I want to put oh, that no, out there because I'm excited. I'm excited to read people's questions. Sorry. <laughs> no, me too. I want to see what people want to say. So please, please, please send us things. Yeah. And you know what? You can even... If you're like on social media, you can also contact us through our social media. So make sure to do that too. Um, now, new episodes are released every Friday morning. So start your weekend right with Reborn Social and follow the, the, the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, if you enjoy the show, make sure to leave a rating and review and tell your friends. And as always, follow us on Twitter, which is at Reborn underscore social. Instagram, which is at 
reborn.social, and Facebook, which is just reborn. All right, guys, we're going to go try and find some new hobbies. Hobbies. So, uh, woo! We will see you next time. Happiness. Woo!